0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, January 13th. Good morning, I'm Jeff Alley. Concerns in agriculture about President-elect Donald Trump's trade policy are getting attention on Capitol Hill. Commerce nominee Wilbur Ross, who is supposed to take the lead on trade issues, will get a confirmation hearing next week. Yesterday, Trump's nominee for U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer met with Senate Agriculture Chairman Pat Roberts, a Republican of Kansas. Too many trade cooks? Roberts told reporters that he stressed to Lighthizer the need for USTR to take the lead role in protecting agriculture exports. Roberts said there seems to be too many cooks in the kitchen. You've got to stop and figure out who's in charge here. Roberts referring to Trump's trade team. In past administrations, USTR clearly had the lead role on trade policy. But in addition to assigning that role to Ross, Trump has formed a White House trade council led by China hawk Peter Navarro. And the president-elect has named a longtime personal attorney, Jason Greenblatt, as his special representative for international negotiations. Lighthizer, an international trade lawyer who was deputy USTR during the Reagan administration, declined to take any questions after his meeting with Roberts. His confirmation before the Senate Finance Committee has not yet been scheduled. Roberts, who serves on finance, said he looked forward to hearing more from Lighthizer about his intentions to strengthen and expand trade. Transition team remains quiet on ag. Trump's inauguration is one week from today, but the transition team is giving no hint of when he'll name an agriculture secretary, the sole remaining opening on his cabinet. Roberts said he didn't know when a nomination would be coming, but that Farmers, ranchers, and rural small-town America got Trump elected and are counting on him to name an agriculture secretary who will be their champion. Yesterday, Trump met with several candidates for positions at the Food and Drug Administration and the U.S. Agency for International Development, but no new meetings on agriculture, at least, were announced. EPA finalizes pollinator policy, a new policy to protect bees from pesticides has pleased a major pesticide manufacturer, but a major environmental group says the plan was weakened unnecessarily. Bayer Crop Science said the policy, quote, includes both science-based protections for pollinators and gives growers flexibility in managing their operations, but also said it would be conducting an in-depth review. CropLife America, the trade group for pesticide manufacturers, stressed the need for cooperation between beekeepers and farmers, but also said it's still reviewing the policy. The environmental group Friends of the Earth says that based on the growing body of science that has been published since EPA released its proposed policy, EPA should have strengthened, not weakened, this policy. It said this policy does not address the fact that many bee toxic chemicals stay in our environment for months to years. EPA said it made adjustments to the proposal to reduce potential economic impact. The policy focuses on protecting bees used by managed pollination services, but EPA said wild bees would probably benefit from it as well. EPA says the policy is not a regulation or an order and doesn't legally compel changes to pesticide product registrations. But in its announcement of the policy, the agency says it will begin sending letters to registrants describing steps that must be taken to incorporate the new labeling. Stabenow slams House CFTC bill, a CFTC reauthorization bill that Republicans have pushed through the House is going to face the same tough resistance of the Senate that previous versions did. The bill raises a new reason for Democrats to oppose it because it would free spending for the CFTC through 2021 at the current level. That's $250 million. The previous House bills that died of the Senate didn't have a spending cap. Providing the CFTC with urgently needed resources is a critical first step to ensure fair, transparent, and competitive derivatives markets for all market participants. That, according to Senate Ag Committee Ranking Democrat Debbie Stabenow of Michigan. She also says the bill, quote, irresponsibly handcuffs the CFTC. House Agriculture Chairman Mike Conaway of Texas says... Many market participants have been, quote, struggling to comply with the burdens of rules that the commission has implemented under the Dodd-Frank law. The analysis found that ethanol is 43% lower in carbon emissions than a 2005-era gasoline and can be as much as 76% lower depending on the efficiency of biorefineries. USDA's chief economist Rob Johannesson says... Earlier studies relied on projections of farm sector impacts and future ethanol production systems. The new study, he says, is based on how ethanol plants and the farm sector have actually performed. Wheat acres slump again. Farmers have planted the smallest amount of acreage to winter wheat since 1990, according to the USDA. Acreage is estimated at 32.4 million acres, down 10% from last year and 18% lower than 2015. Kansas State University economist Dan O'Brien tells AgriPulse that wheat prices in Kansas have fallen near loan rates and poor demand for exports is keeping last year's crop in storage. Farmers don't see much chance for improvement. Farmers are pessimistic about the situation improving much in the coming year. That, according to O'Brien. Flat prices are seen for corn and soybeans. Farmers looking for relief from low corn and soybean prices, meanwhile, found little solace in the Department of Agriculture's WASDA report. USDA reduced its estimate for the 2016 corn and soybean crops, but they still look to be the biggest ever. USDA sees a corn crop of 15.2 billion bushels, down 78 million from last month's estimate, but way bigger than last year's 13.6 billion bushels. She said it. If we're serious about having a financial system that works for Main Street and not just Wall Street, we need a strong, effective cop on the beat. That's the ranking member of the Senate Agriculture Committee, Debbie Stabenow, on the CFTC. Well, that is Daybreak for this Friday, January 13th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod, Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by Dairy Management Incorporated.